Yes, that time is now. This is the Kashmini Hour right here on jrootradio.com. Live from JRoot Radio in New York, this is the Kishrani Hour. I am your host, Moishi Grunfeld, here with Nisim. Thank you, Nisim. Lazari, you know our motto. No talent rejected, no child refused. To participate, call 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Or text us, 347-927-8398. Also, we're looking for junior reporters. If you want to be a junior reporter or your son wants to be a junior reporter, then let us know. Email newkishroniehour, N-E-W-K-I-S-H-O-H-R-O-N-I-H-O-U-R at gmail.com, newkishroniehour at gmail.com, and I'll respond and uh, to listen, we can call 712-432-4217-712-432-4217-718-506-9099 or on the JRoot Radio app. And of course, on our great, delicious, uplifting, inspiring Naki Radio that could connect to like 10 different uh, stations. Anyways, I asked a riddle last week. When the Pasuk said Bakol, what did it mean when it said Bakol, that Avram was blessed with Bakol? The answer number one, answer number one, is honor and riches and long life. Avram had a lot of honor and a lot of riches and a lot of long life. And answer number two, he had a daughter, Bakol. Anyways, if you know the answer to this week's riddle, this week's riddle, I'm going to announce it again on the end of the show. So this week's riddle... What does the Pasuk mean? Lidrash as Hashem. Rivka went to shame and asked and went to Darish. What does the Pasuk mean? Lidrash as Hashem. What, what, what is it meant by that? Answer will be next week. And if you know the answer, text it in to 347-927-8398 to be in a raffle for a... Uh, we'll talk about it later. Yes. Anyways, on to our June reporters if we have any. No, no June reporters. Okay, so we'll begin the program. Anyways, if you uh, have a Tehillim, take out a Tehillim. Be responsible for these uh, few Chelim. Alexander, Zisha, Ben Eliza, and uh, yeah, may he have a Rafu Shalema. Amen. Nisim, do you have any names for Rafu Shalema? No, I want to dedicate this show also to Ilui Nishmat. Chana Dvora Batsara. Chana Dvora Batsara. She's a mother of, uh, she lost her life uh, last week. This is some, some ladies that we ask for Rafu Shalema. She's a mother of uh, one of our great fans, Eliel Cohen. It's always come here to to see uh, Rabbi Yitzhak. Chana Devorah Batsara. That's the Lula Nishmas. Yes. Okay. This show is dedicated to Lula Nishmas. Now, if you would want to dedicate a show, text in 347-927-8398 or email me, nukishwaniyawar at gmail.com. That's N-E-W-K-I-S-H-R-O-N-I-H-O-U-R at gmail.com. What a anyway. nice uh, email. Yeah. Anyways, tonight we're going to discuss the power of davening. You know, 
we all we all know Dominic could accomplish a lot, but do we know the extent? Do we know Kindleh what could be the extent of the Dominic? How how could that Dominic could affect how and when? Well, anyways, I have a few stories that is very interesting stories, and uh, yeah, we can learn a lot that uh, about the Dominic, the power of Dominic. Sometimes the answer is not right now, so. Sometimes Hashem, he's always answering yes, but not in the time when you ask. Sometimes he's answering yes, but sometimes he's just saying no, but later on he'll say yes to you. So you will have to keep on davening. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu did. We learn out from Moshe Rabbeinu. He davened many, many times to go into Eretz Yisrael, and of course he wasn't allowed in, but maybe one more time had he done it, we don't know if he would have been allowed in. And for forgiveness for B'nai Yisrael, the Moshe Rabbeinu Davin many, many times over for B'nai Israel to get forgiven, and we see where B'nai Israel was forgiven. Was, uh, anyways, also I want to say that you know, about Kiddush Hashem, you know, to be a Kiddush Hashem, we have to, you know, to be together for ourselves, we have to go for ourselves first to make ourselves look, you know, don't look at the negative of somebody else. We have to look at positive of other people, mostly positive of other people. And yeah. Anyways, on to my story we go. Rab Eli Mintz, a chazan, before one Rosh Hashanah, he told his, uh, told his shul, to, to the shul, that he was in for that Rosh Hashanah. Shalom Aleichem, sisters, brothers, you know, Hashem always listens to people in every language. Let me tell you a story. And he, this is the story he said. Rav Levi Yitzchok He gave a speech on Erev Yom Kippur night before Kol Nidre. Let us daven to Hashem with all our heart. There was a very bad Gezerah back then. A real bad Gezerah back in Badichev back then. And Rav Levi Yitzchok said to the people, to the congregation, to the shul, let's daven with all our farts, uh, all our uh, lave, with all our heart. That uh, that this bad gazeta that should be uh, gone and by Kol Nidre. That night, everyone came to daven. They came in such a great feel. They were davening so loud. They were davening such kayach. And of course, in the crowd, they sat a wagon driver who knew nothing about davening. And he said to Hashem, "Please, Rebbeinu Shalaylam, just take my letters of olive base and turn them into words because." What do I know? I don't know anything. I just know Olive Bays. And he starts saying, Olive Bays, in the middle of Kol Nidre. Now, can boys, uh, boys and girls imagine the middle of Kol Nidre, you know, that might have been very embarrassing to say uh, Olive Bays out loud in the middle of Kol Nidre. But after davening, the Bishop said, all because of this wagon driver. This wagon driver that said, Olive Base Gimelda with all his kaiches. That wagon driver caused the, the Gezerah to be canceled. Anyways, there was once during Nila, the Balshantov cried and Davin more than usual. His disciples, his uh, people understood that there was great prosecution. There was great things happening above. Well, what's going on above? They didn't know. But they did know that the Balshantov doing this and crying like this was such Ernstkeit and uh, uh, like very uh, Ernst in the davening. It must be a grave situation. And they also davened with all their hearts. When the rest of the 
Tiborsor. Their hearts were shattered, and they also, they joined. They joined in, and there was a young man there from a village who came to the for Yom Kippur, for the Baal Shem Tov's shul. He didn't know anything, nothing. And as a village dweller, this person knew what he knew. He knew how to make farm animal sounds. And he, the rooster, he knew how to make a very good rooster sound. So when he heard the crying, and his heart was also shattered, and he cried out loud what he could do. He started saying, Cock-a-doodle-doo! Cock-a-doodle-doo! Hashem, have mercy! The worshippers and the shulwer, the people in the shulwer, what's going on? I mean, you know, you're going to cry like a rooster on Yom Kippur, the holiest day. On How are you going to do this? By Nila? And the worshippers, the people in the zebra were really confused to hear such a voice crowing like a rooster. And a few of them told him, quiet already, what are you doing? Quiet down! You're making a noise like this. What are you making a fool out of us? And they would have thrown him out. But he said, I'm a yid also. What do you want? You can't throw me out here. I'm a it's Yom Kippur and you can't throw me out. The confusion was pierced by the voice of the Baal Shem Tov, by his, by his people who follow him, his uh, people who uh, followed him as followers. They hurried to finish Nila prayer. The Balshantov shone. The Balshantov's face was shining with a special glow. With a special melody, the repetition of the Amida finished for the Nila prayer. As Yom Kippur ended, the Balshantov said to his uh, people that there had been a very, very high level of accusation in the Shemayim with the prosecution seeking to have a Big, uh, you know, the community to destroy. And as he was davening on the community, as I was davening, the Baal Shem Tov says, a great prosecution was against the, me encouraging, encouraging all yet to settle in villages and out-of-the-way places where they would be killed, influenced by the Goyish neighbors. And when I began to examine the behavior of the village dwellers, he saw the situation was very grave. However, suddenly the sound of a village dweller, of, a, of this little kid that said, Cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock-a-doodle-doo. This kid saved. So we see right now, as we can see, these these the, the power of Tefillah is really, really, it's unbelievable. Somebody saying Cock-a-doodle-doo, and uh, you know, I'm not sure if, uh, what he said. I don't know the sound how he said it, but uh, we see that simple uh, person who could be so simple... And davening with all Ehrenskite, with all uh, simpleness and all, uh, you know, all his uh, heart. You can uh, accomplish great things in Shemayim. And, you know, there was once a story with Chenya Amago. Everybody knows, well, if you don't know, listen in now. Chenya Amago, Chenya the Circle Maker. Chenya was a big, big Tamachacham. And Chenya was asked to daven, was asked to daven to Hashem about certain, because they were about the rain. There was no rain. It was a very, very bad time with the famine, with the hunger. There was no rain in Eretz Yisrael. And they came to Chani Amago, Chani, please. You know, you're very close to Hashem. Please, Chani Amago, Chani, please, please daven for us. Please daven for rain. Chani says, fine, no problem. 
he goes over to the circle, goes uh, doors a circle around him, and Davin's to Hashem, and says, Your children, they may have sinned, but you still love them. And the rain, a little bit started raining. Tiny, tiny drop. Tiny, tiny drop. Fine. The people came back to him and said, What can I tell you? This rain is not really the rain what we want. And Chayni says, Okay. again. This, this rain is not the rain what your Yidin, what the people really want. Let's make it a, a different type of rain. All of a sudden, a big storm came. A huge storm. A really huge storm. And the Yidin came running back. Please, we're going to drown. We're going to get killed. This is a bad, terrible storm. Chani Yamagul said, All right. We 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 no no what to tell you. We're not trying to dama Gishme Bracha give us. Not the rain that's gonna destroy us, Khashalam. A rain that's gonna bring us. Rain bracha dika rain. And also on soft rain. Soft rain. It started softly raining. Softly raining. A long, long time, after a long, long time, they saw the wells were rising. The rain water was going good. And it's keeping, it's not stopping. It's not stopping. The rain is not stopping. What do they do? They went back to Chani Amagel. Chani Amagel tells them, listen, you know, I can ask for rain. That I can ask for. But to ask Hashem to take away a bracha, a rain, I can't do. We, we're going to have to bring a carbon in order to do that. Sure enough, the people go ahead, they go bring a carbon, they bring Chayni Amagol a carbon, and Chayni Amagol shechs the carbon and put, does smicha on the carbon before he shechs and says, Your people can't handle too much bracha and too much klala. Make the rain stop. And the rain stopped. There was another story where Van Gordian. I say the name right. Nakdimen Bangorian. Yeah. With the blocking of the with the rain. With the parts, you know that story? Remind me. So anyways, there's this person, Nakdimen Bangorian. Nakdimen Bangorian was a person, a big time of Chacham. You know, and uh we the Yidden, the parts in that time told the people, you know, you're having uh, no problem. We have a problem of rain, you know. What are we gonna do? You're gonna owe me your gold and silver because you Yidden took our water. So give us money, give us this stuff, and fine. The Yidden were now very poor. Now you had Nachdimah Bangorian. He said, "The Davin Hashem." He said, "Rebbein Shalom." Please, Hashem, this is the deal. For us, for our sake, let's make the rain. Show the parts that it's raining. And uh, he gave the parts a certain date that's going to rain. And the parts, it was getting late during the day. Still wasn't raining. And the parts looks at the sky again and it's getting later and later. And the parts laughing at himself. Look how much gold I'm going to get. 
And haha, I'm gonna get so much gold, and uh, all that gold and silver will be mine. And uh, Nakdim and Bagarian is saying to everybody, Shalom, please send us the rain. And all of a sudden, it starts getting dark, cloudy, really cloudy, really, really cloudy. And it started raining. After the rain, it was still cloudy. The parts goes over to Nakdim and Bagarian. All right, where's my money? It was dark. Nakdim and Bagarian tell him. What do you mean it was dark? No, it wasn't dark. The clouds were blocking the sun. It wasn't dark. It was actually very light. And Naktiv and Bagorian told Hashem, please, make it that it should be red. Uh, take away the clouds and let the sun shine again. And all of a sudden, the sun shined. Now, in the, as you can see, a parotfilo, you know, as I said before, we had the story with a simple person. A simple villager, a simple boy who didn't know nothing, nothing of Torah. Baruch Hashem, nowadays we do know Torah and we do know how to daven and we can use that. We can use all that to, uh, to, uh, uh, daven to Hashem and, you know, and uh, Hashem does listen to our feelings. Anyways, another story. Let's 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 not just I want to tell you some. Let's talk about it and uh, about fila the power of fila. And many times we are just you know we don't understand what is fila. We really don't understand what is fila. Many times we see uh, adults, not the kids, as much more pure, but adults are just taking the sidu and blah 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 and just check the V and finish that fila. Finish what they're doing. It's like a duty, you know. Tefillah is our option. It's really something that our merit that we have our, to connect ourselves between the Creator and us. Kadosh Baruch Hu, you know, just call it whatever you name, name it. Our, our, we is listen to us all the time, every time that we just need it. But really, to be sincere and just don't do me a favor. You know, I I tell many people, you know, better better that don't you don't do a favor to Kadosh Baruch Hu. When you come to pray, do favor to yourself. This is something that's very important to understand. You know, how many people coming, I see them coming, doing a favor, the Kadosh Baruch Hu, they're coming to the shul. Come on. The whole idea that we have a direct line, direct line, link that you come, can, can connect yourself to the master of the universe, the boss of the bosses, you know, that basically he can do, he can listen to us and do whatever we want, what we never need. You know, many times people come to me and say, Nisim, but I pray so much, I pray so hard and nothing happened, nothing happened. And, you know, so I, I, I repeat, I go to the Pasuk of Ashreyosh Vebetecha, you know this, Moish? Yeah. And in the end of the Ashish you have like a uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the end, after this. No, before. Okay, so what is like this? It's like this. Okay. So, uh, what does it mean? What does it mean? Many times, you know, just people don't. He is do, basically uh, doing what we, what we ask him. Okay, and after immediately after, Shavatam Ishmavoshem, and they scream and they will save them. So our our Chachamim, our sages, the Rabbanim said like this. You know, many times we ask many things that is not belong to us, they're not good for us. 
But we don't know. We don't know this. We said, we want it. We want it. Abba, Abba, you know, our Father in heaven. Please, please listen to it. I need it. I need it. I want it. So that sometimes, and you know, I, I, I talk now, and this is not a show for, for uh, adults, but Shiduchim or, you know, some this, you know, some people come and go, Abba, I, I need this person. I can go with, can marry with them. And, and you know what? Boreolam basically said, okay, you want it? Take it. And then we find it's wrong, they're the wrong person, it's wrong thing that we ask. We just, we don't know what, you know, we, we didn't know that it's so bad for us. It's like, like you know, you take like a gift of uh, kids, candies, 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 and all the sugar and this, and the tea starting to be rotted out, you know. And, and I have to do a filling and all stuff, you know, cavity. We don't know. Sometimes, but... Uh, the master, even as the boss of the bosses, he knows exactly what we need. In the end, we come to him, please save us, save us. That's the meaning that it's on your and Shabbatam that when we scream, it will come and save us again and again and again. Because we are some, many times we are really, really stupid. We don't know exactly what is, what is good for us. This is number one. Yeah, you want to see, you want to... Uh, Go ahead, I, I, Nisim, I, you're taking away here. Wow. I, want to, I want to say something that for me was, was a, a, you know, a very big opener, eye-opener about the davening. What, what, how are you davening? And I, I didn't see it in the yeshiva that coming and teach us how to, uh, how to daven, how to, how to express ourselves. And uh, I, I, you know, I had, I had, I, I, lucky, I, I, I found a book they call Nefesh Chaim, you know Chaim Volozhin. Okay, tell me about it. I don't know too much about the Sefer. But oh, this uh, is sounds like an interesting uh, name. Unbelievable, Deb. Unbelievable. I recommend it to all everyone to read this book Nefesh Chaim. And over there, talking about the power of tefillah and the, the techniques of the tefillah, and it's amazing. It's really something that's very, very uh, uh, unique and strong. And I, I recommend it to everybody. To practice it, it's in the beginning. It's it sounds very tough and very deep. But first of all, I would say that before they pray, try to understand what you're praying. What do you think? Even our Chachamim said when you pray in Hebrew, you know, in Lashon Hakodesh. And nowadays we have the uh, article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is this is this very important. Yeah, very important. Yeah. The second way, the techniques is like this: when you say the word, when you read it. And we start, you say, Baruch. You have to see the wording coming out of your mouth. You say the Bet, and the Resh, and the Vav, and the Chaf. And if you have the ability to see also the Nikud. The, you know, and then Ata, Aleph, Taf, A. And this is something that, you know, we all play Tatris. You know Tatris? Tatris, yeah, yeah, yeah I okay. love that game. Okay, this game. You know, praying is almost the same. And almost the same. When you take this word, the, these letters, and it said Baruch, and it said the debate, and the verish, and the chaf, and the vav, and the chaf, it's going up. And going up and found the right place in heaven to open the gate. It's like a key. And this is something that, you know, this, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, take time to pray, take time to, to, to see, uh, the, the, but it's it's amazing to see that. You know, I, I'm I'm telling you, 
after I discovered this book and I discovered these techniques, our, my tefillah become totally different. Totally different. And not only this tefillah, it's every time that you know just you know, you want to talk about something very serious and it's like like now in front of the micro- microphone i see my, my wording coming out of my mouth going through the microphone to the cables and go to the all this this the mixer and the, the uh, computers and all this kind of stuff that's running all the way and coming to your ear yes coming to your And you hear me right now. And you Question see... Is, is it going in one ear and coming out the other? What? <laughs> is it going in one ear and coming out the other? <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's somehow... Okay. Uh, some people say, you know, you, you know that they... This, this is something from the Gemara. It's a, a box with, a, with a one coin or two coins make a lot of noise. So sometimes Ed, some Ed just go the wording coming from one ear going to the other ear. But most of us... And especially our kids that none of all of them are as a talent each one of them as a talent and they listen and understanding what we what we're talking about we talk about something that's really the power that the, the ignition power of uh, you know you have also a book that called praying with fire it's praying also fire, yes I heard yeah, about it's, it it's also a very good book very very you know getting g- exactly giving exactly where i took some of the stories from it is unbelievable story okay so um, praying with fire also give you but i'm telling you that when you get into the the power that feel you know our our chachamim all the the rishonim you know the gatanaim how the gemara said they used to pray one hour before one hour through the tefillah and one hour after meaning three Oh, three hours for one filler meaning that nine hours of our day of 24 hours it's only for praying you imagine yourself and uh, this is huge the 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 the, 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 the biggest hachamim in, in the world you know the biggest school uh, there's a people that you cannot imagine what we are we are we are nothing compared to them nine hours a day just pray and if you go and look in the Zohar and look, look at the Kabbalah Kabbalistic way is that they compare it that fila basically the beginning of fila it's like departing you know prepare yourself to the airport you go you go to the the board the gate and stuff and then go to the aeroplane and then you depart yourself take off this is the one hour before and when you fly basically that that hour of the fila of the praying and then we finish that fila and we have all the the rest of the fila And it's the this is the, this is the landing and uh also the zog also that Kabbalah is compared fila to giving a birth if you see the the Arashash sidur or other no this this is you see this a compare to a giving a birth and the process of pregnancy and itahdut basically combine the This is, this is the power of Tfilah. The power of Tfilah that it's, it's amazing to see. And you, you gave your stories about the power of Tfilah. Power of the Kavana. Achida, Rabbi Chaim Yosef, David Azulai. He, he wrote, Tfilah bli Kavana, Kiguf bli Neshama. Meaning that 
a praying without the kavana how do you translate kavana the, the meaning the prayer without the uh, thought and processing and uh, in the brain to to be really into it emotionally the, into um, the davening yeah and without okay is it's like a body without a soul look at that body and you know i i'm telling you i'm telling you why i'm talking about it because i i see i see that that's we are lacking this way of praying we're lacking it you know we see that like, kids in yeshivot as a fast the faster uh, is better they they you know we don't do favor he doing us a favor that they given the option to pray to him he's gonna he he's doing us a favor he let us live right? yeah that's i'm saying but he's giving the option almost, two, almost 1500 years from uh You know, Matatar, and we're still here. We're still thirty-four hundred years. Thirty-four hundred. You know, and we're still here. Baruch yeah. Hashem, we're still here and alive, and we have a lot to be thankful for. And Nisim, thank you so much for that. Uh, do we? Uh, can we hire you for speeches? Or uh, that's impossible. Uh, I don't know speeches, but I know that uh, I had, I had, I had, uh, and uh, I would say a few times that uh, schools they call me to uh, talk, and I, I, I will gladly come and speak. In, and talk and speak in our schools. Oh, yeah? Oh. So, boys and girls, parents, if you want Nisim to speak in your school, and, and that type of school, then you can uh, definitely call Nisim. Uh, no, text, 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 text the radio. Text the radio, text the radio station. Radio, That's the best way to reach him. Nisim's almost here 24-6. Uh, not 24-6, I'm sorry. 25-6. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now on to our another story about power of davening, and yeah, the, you know, as Nisim said very clearly, we don't have to we don't have to do Hashem a favor by davening. We're doing ourselves a favor. Hashem is doing us a favor by letting us daven. That that's that's the thing about davening. Hashem is giving us the option. The, he's doing us the favor. Hashem wants us. To talk to him. He so badly wants us to talk to him. Yeah, how many times, I mean, you know, Hashem is like our father of heaven, you know, just how many times, you know, you're, you're coming to home and your mommy, uh, your mother asks you, Moish, well, how it was in school today? It was very good, thank you. Uh, okay, it was okay, mommy, that's it, bye. It's not the way, you know. I, no, but tell me what happened, you know, that's, you know. Akadosh Baruch Hu is love, you know, loving us, loving pray, talking with him. You know, uh, the old old Bresler, for example, uh, talking about Rabbi Nachman, it, Rabbi yeah? Nachman talking oh. about it, but not only the, or not him, Rabbi Nachman. Um, Chafetz uh, Chaim, all the Chaim, every 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 Jew that they were as, very careful as, with their words. Yes, I think every Jew that knows. That what the power of Bodedut, Bodedut is part of Philite, Bodedut is being you with Akadosh Bahu, even without the Minyan, you know, this is something that, and you talk to the Akadosh Bahu, you can talk to him like everything, you know. I'm telling you, let me tell you a story now that, that I, I, I said. Like a few months ago, I, I was very, very somehow sad, you know, I, I had a lot of pressure. And I know that uh, Akadosh Baruch Hu is helping me all the time, but you know sometimes you have hidden ways. What? In hidden ways. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I said to myself, you know, I said to myself, wow, how can I pay the bills? How can I do all the debt here and the radio and all this, the, all this stuff? 
And I, I felt, and I driving a car, I drove my car to my mechanic. As I driving to the mechanic, I, I ask myself, what you, Nisim, what you, so silly. Why are you so sad? Why are you so sad? And I, I couldn't even just um, express my, my sadness, you know, just, you know, sometimes you feel like down. And as I standing in a traffic light, listen to this, Moish. On, on, on the left side of me, I see a van. And what is written on the van, and a van in the back, like this. Look, I said, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's something that I, I, after, I said like this. If you said, call my dad. That's what I said over there, this. Four words. If you said, call my dad. Call my father, yeah. Yeah, my father, you know, my father. And uh, I'll send the phone, does it? Yeah? No, no phone, nothing. No phone? Nothing, but it's, you know. I look at this and I start laughing and I said, wow, what a sign from heaven. I'm telling you. He said, Abba. Yeah, I'm calling you now. I'm calling you now. Oh. But, you know, just... <laughs> okay. And I, right. it, it's, it's amazing. I start laughing. I said, this is something that we really... This, I, I, I don't know. I, it's, for me, it was a big sign. It's, it's, it's amazing to see what, what, what we're doing. You know, that we don't see that the, the small hint that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending us. We definitely and, don't. And right? uh, we, we, we really, you know, have to understand what is, what is all about our Avinu Shabbat Shamayim. A father and heaven, all, all his names that we just knows about it. Yeah. All right. Anyways, on to our uh, probably the last story of the evening, and and then I'm gonna repeat the riddle that I said. And if you answer that riddle that I uh, said previously, which I'm gonna announce at the end of the show, the riddle. And you answer it, text in 347-927-8398. And if you get the correct answer, you may be enter a raffle. And if you win, we're not going to say what prize yet. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good prize. Believe me. Anyways, this is our last story. There was once a boy, a person, Moishi, considered himself, he was very fortunate. There was a local parts. He hired him to manage all his stuff. Not only would his financial stability, not only would he improve financially, but as the manager, he would now be in position to hire and help many other Yidin. So think about it. This person became the parts' helper. He now had the ability. He now was able to help so many Yidin. They would no longer have to bribe people to be coming into an inn to have an owner building. However, at the same time, he made sure that the local peasants also had a job. So he hired skilled people to teach them different types of skills. As their, as their money improved, they began building bigger houses, bought new clothing, and some richness, benefiting many other people in the community. The parts was thrilled as he saw these improvements with these new families moving in and building new buildings, which all caused more money to be coming into his uh, house. Some days he would sit in Moshe's office to review the books and discuss new projects he saw how Moshe treated everyone fairly and respectfully. He also noticed that many people came to Moshe for advice and he marveled at Moshe's patience and how understanding he was. And by the way, this Moshe is not me, so don't even bother trying if it's me. It's definitely not me because I didn't live in times of a parts. 
He gave it to the, everyone in a friendly manner. He was always friendly. He always schmeicheldick. Always laughing away. Always happy. Always uh, friendly. Always saying, yes, of course, I'm here to help. Now, as the years passed, his town was slowly developing into the center of the area. Moshe arranged that a large fear, that a big fear with a whole bunch of stuff come in, with a whole bunch of merchants, uh, like a Mardi Gras. For those of you who don't know, like a Mardi Gras, a Mardi Gras is that they close off a few streets and they have from different areas some uh, people selling cloth, some uh, some people selling sponges, some people selling food, some people uh, advertising this, some people advertising that. They, you have a whole bunch by a Mardi Gras. So this is what a uh, fair is also as well. Anyways, he uh, made a fair... And they made the fair take place in the town and the village. And it would spend a week in that town buying from the wholesalers from the big supermarkets that are uh, like Jetro and uh, all those other ones. Not only bought in more income to the parts, but this equally was important. Raised his prestige among the other Paratsim. He Now he's becoming a better part. He's having a lot more money. You know, he's becoming really wealthy. And now he became extremely wealthy. The parts rebuilt his whole villa into a beautiful mansion, his whole house into a nice, beautiful castle with large gardens, and decided to throw a big party for all the people there, all the nobility, all the noble people, all the people who work for him. His estate was beautifully designed, and he wanted to show it off. They were invited for a dinner, for a concert, and the other noblemen remembered how desperate he used to be just ten years ago. And now look at him. He's so well-respected, well-known manager. And and because there was no money, and now just look at him. They couldn't believe what happened to him. He was a little pauper. What happened? All of a sudden, his estate indeed was more than the others. At the party, they were officially over. Some of the noblemen couldn't restrain the curiosity and asked him, How did you do this? Our our things, our places have more lumber. Our places have more natural resources. Our places have more gold. Our places have more silver. And how in the world did you, Mr. Pirates, did you other pirates have so much? What did you do? What's your trick? I'll tell you my secret, the pirate said. It's all because of my mushka. My new manager. He's a miracle worker. He does anything. Anything? Anything that the person said? Yes, replied the pirates. Seeing that their friend was a little bit drunk, one of the pirates quickly thought of a scheme to make a lot of money. So he said, Hmm, I'll make a bet with you. I'll make a bet with you. And all the pirates, the red pirates of Mushka's parts is like, Okay, I will prove to you that you, that he, this person, Mushka, can't do everything. He can't do everything and anything. I'm willing to bet you 10,000 rubles that he can't. Ooh, the person of that, he was like, wow, wow, 10,000 rubles. Wow, that's amazing. 10,000 rubles. <laughs> what can I do with 10,000 rubles? And they signed the contract. They called Moshe. When Moshe entered the room, the parts greeted him with a smile and said, Moshe, Moshe. You transformed. You made my estate into a huge palace. And then so much money you made me have. Now I have a request for you. You have the opportunity to make me really wealthy. 
I told my friends that you are the one behind my success and you are a miracle worker and could do anything. So we made a bet in 30 days. I'm going to have another big party. And by that party, my pet baby bear is going to take one of your Jewish dominating books and pray just like you do. You will be richly rewarded for teaching it to pray. Now go ahead and focus on this task. Now, Kendallach, I don't know if this part was feeling okay, but teaching an animal to daven, I mean, yeah, maybe he put fish in between the pages, so maybe it would look like the bear's davening, but I don't know if uh, really an animal can really daven. But yes, actually, animals do daven to Hashem, as it says in Shir Hashirim. So animals do daven in their own language, but can they really daven to Hashem like Mushka does? Like, I don't know. I'm uh, wondering myself. So as I'm going to continue the story, I'm going to become 10,000 rubles richer because of this, said the parts. Moshe uh, couldn't believe his ears. The parts is so drunk. He doesn't even understand that he's going to lose everything he owns. He's asking me to do the impossible. But Moshe realized that he and old Yidin would be blamed. So he said, yes, your highness, and went home. He went home. His wife noticed immediately that he wasn't happy. Nervously, she asked him, What's bothering you? Is everything okay? Should I call a doctor? No, don't call a doctor. Because there's nothing we can do. Nothing physically we can do. It's not physical that's bothering. It's what the parts told me. He gave me an impossible job. He gave me 30 days to teach his pet bear how to dobbin. How am I going to do it at? No one can teach a bear to dobbin. His wife replied, I don't know, but we will figure it out tomorrow. In the meantime, you must be hungry. Relax. Come, let's eat some dinner. As you couldn't eat too much by the parts party, so sit down and eat now. Because the parts, remember, Kindalach, the parts made a huge party, and that's why he was drunk. Because uh, he was drunk by the party, and he he said he, had, he wanted a bid to Davin. And... Now, Moshka went home. Moshka came home. Moshka told his wife, to, just uh, repeated a little bit of the story if you missed it, that uh, the wife said to him, you know, you're so hungry. Sit down. Relax. Don't worry about the parts. Let's worry about that tomorrow, you know? We'll figure it out uh, tomorrow. You had a very hard day. Very stressful. Very stressful. The parts told you to do something really unbelievably impossible. And we'll see in a moment if, uh, we'll see at the end of the story if Moshka was really able to do it or not. And what required him to do it. Anyways, the next morning Moshka got up as early as he could barely sleep that night. As he was thinking about this idea, about how we're going to do this. Since he can't do it, he then went to Shul and Davin, not knowing what he could do with the bear, he decided to save some extra to him. And then he would surprise his children by eating lunch with them. He bought a fresh loaf of bread and some good food to help his wife prepare a health, a hearty meal for the children. When they saw him enter the house with the food, they were surprised to see their father as he normally was in his office at this time. So they asked, Father, what's going on with you? Is everything okay? Well, what's the matter? Why aren't you in the office? Why aren't you working? Mushka didn't want to scare his children. He said, Baruch Hashem, I'm healthy. Just the part said I should take a few days off of work and be home with you after I worked so hard the last few weeks arranging this big party. So I decided to make this big meal for my wonderful family. 
The family sat down and he spoke with them as if everything was regular and there was no concern on his mind. After the meal, they all benched together. The baby who was barely two began mimicking them as if two he was benching. So think about it. You know, sometimes we're benching and, you know, we're davening. And sometimes you have your little, little brother, little four-year-old brother shaking, you know, and, you know, he's looking up to you. Little do you realize that he is looking up to you. Your little brother is looking up to you. Your little brother, your little sister, they're looking up to you. As much as you, uh, as much as you have uh, the fights with the house, so let's hope not, but as much as you fight with them, they're still going to look up to you and say to themselves, uh, he's, uh, he's dominating so nicely, you know? He's benching so nicely, you know? And start uh, doing that. After sending out the children, his wife sat down by a table and said to Moshe, you know, I have a solution. I know how you can teach the baby bear how to dominate in the sitter. Moshe didn't know if he should laugh or cry. <laughs> what is this? So absurd. It's crazy. How is he going to do such a thing to teach a bear how to daven? How can you teach a bear to daven? Well, his wife says it could be done. So he said to her, So tell me, dear, how? How can it be? She said, You know, I was watching how you and the children were benching. The only ones know the entire benching and said it properly and beautifully. But our Zalman doesn't know the whole face. So he obviously doesn't know how to bench. Well, he was sitting in his high chair and babbling the bench as if he was benching with others. So, we will get the bear to do the same thing. Oh, very good. That's a great idea. What a great idea. So, yes, uh, well, I don't know. I, I thought always monkeys uh, uh, were very uh, mimicking, but she uh, has an idea with a bear. Um, I'm a little bit scared on that one. Anyways, Moshe jumped up in the astonishment and said, you're not just a wonderful wife. Wow, you're a genius. Not only did you save us, but you protected the whole community. He took a large sitter and gave it to the bookbinder with the request that he covers the first 20 pages with strong plastic and then reinforces the binding. He also hired workers to build in his yard a strong enough cage for the baby bear. For a few days, he bought the bear its food until the bear felt comfortable with him and began licking the honey off the large spoon he would offer as a treat. Each time the bear tasted the honey, it would make a deep, neutral sound to express his happiness. Then he placed the honey between two pieces of wood and trained the bear to carefully move the top piece away in order to get the honey on the second piece. After the bear mastered this, came the big test. He placed the new bound sitter on a stender, on a big wooden stender. A stender is a wooden... Uh, place where a chazan davens by the Amid, that type of stender, with the back cover securely attached to the stender and place some honey between the cover and the first page. Oh, what a wonderful idea, right? The bear is now going to turn the pages and he's going to smell the honey and it will look like he's davening. The bear smelled the honey at first, but it couldn't move the cover as he had done with the piece of wood with the assistance of the trainer. Moshe showed and taught the bear how to flip it open with its paw and then eagerly licked up the honey. At the beginning of the third week, Moshe began placing a little amount of honey on a few more of the plastic cover sheets. And sure enough, with some helping, with some telling the bear, don't worry, bear, you can do it. The bear mastered the art of 
licking up the honey. And actually, that sort of reminds me of the horse, the donkey that was licking up the honey of the pages of trying to eat straw. And Shella showed him, look, see, your donkey's really smart. But that's not a story for today. And then turning the pages, only one by one, this bear began turning every page, expressing its happiness and found more and more honey. At the beginning of the fourth week, Moisha placed honey on each page of the 20 pages and looked with bewilderment as the bear masterfully turned the page after it happily looked up the honey on that page. He immediately sent a message to the parts that everything is working out and he will demonstrate how the bear dives at the upcoming party. The only thing is that was bothering Moisha was that the, besides for the noises that a bear normally makes when it has honey, the bear wasn't saying anything. So how can he say it was davening? Won't they realize that it was just a, some type of a plot? Well, once again, he went to his wife. Right? We go always to our advisor. So Moshka went to his advisor, who happened to be his wife. And Kindleach, your advisor, is your mother or father. Are you Rebbeim? And yes, those people really do advise you very well. As much as you think it's not a good advice, they know very well the advice. They were once children as well. Anyway, once again, he, his wife told him and said, the Peratsans don't understand our language. They won't realize the problem. They think all oh, yeah, they mumble the world. All they do is mumble the words when they dive in. The big party came and all the Peratsans, all the people came to see the interesting thing, a bear davening. And long and behold, they were positive that their host, the Parts, could Please that he was drunk when he agreed to his money and asked for their mercy. It will be a spectacle to see him squirming in agony as they take away his fortune. And, you know, they were so happy to other for us. And they're like, <laughs> we're going to get this part of money. <laughs> and this part is really nervous. I'm like, you know, can that really be possible? You know, the parts greeted them with a smile and invited them to enjoy the banquet. He also mentioned to everyone that they signed as a witness and they will be the judges. He handed over a bag of 10,000 rubles to the head judge and asked the other parts to do the same. At the end of the banquet, we will have our entertainment and the winner takes both bags as he agree, as agreed upon. After the feast, the judges asked the silence and then instructed the parts to bring his beer and they decided if it's dominating just like a yid praise. Well, Moshka entered the first and showed the, uh, the all these judges the special sitter that would be used, swiftly flipping through some of the pages. Little did the judges know that there was honey on it, but yeah. So yeah, the judges saw this nice Hebrew letters on it. You know, they saw, oh, it's a sitter. It's a wonderful, great sitter. You know, terrific. Hi, right, what could be better? What could be better than the sitter? Ah, fine. You know, this is they got to see, you know. I mean, I've seen... Uh, People daven, but have you ever seen a bear daven? Have you we ever seen a monkey daven? But yeah, this beer is going to be davening as a so it seems like according to the judges, since they don't really understand our davening. So you know we they don't even know the way we daven these judges. So well, the beer was brought in and quickly smelled the honey that was all over the stender. It all they had honey all over the stender. It had more honey. Well, obviously the judges didn't realize there was honey in between the pages, and the bear went over to the stender, 
stood on his back feet, flipped open the cover with his paw, and put its head out to the paper, and started on, you know, started mumbling. The, the judges were unbelievable. Whoa, what's going on here? I mean, wow, how did he do that? And the bear indeed opened the dominating book and is slowly turning the pages. Obviously, but they couldn't see that the bear was licking the honey. They didn't hop the bear was licking the honey all this time. They're thinking the bear's dominating. Right, how, how stupid can uh, judges get sometimes, you know, in these deals? All they saw was that after it made some sounds that shook a little bit, going from top of the page to the bottom, it turned the page after page, moaning and groaning. And it was pretty entertaining, you know. All the If Yidden would be there, I'm sure the Yidden would be laughing their heads off. Because, you know, Lamaisa, it was pretty, uh, in the story, it's pretty entertaining. Anyways, in their mind, it was like a Yid davening. Nisim shows me I have only a few more minutes left, so I better finish up the story. And uh, we're going to go straight back to that riddle. Anyways, in their mind, this is like a year davening, so fine. And they declared the parts, the victor, the, he won. The bear had indeed davened like a year. He won the 10,000 rubles, the parts embraced Moshe. I rewarded him with the 500 ruble. Moshe went home revealed. Oh, but he resolved never again to rush through davening. And now, as we can see, you're not going to daven like a bear. Oh, no. We don't want to daven like a bear. We don't want to daven like Yidden. Like a Yid should. With Kavana. Anyways, now we're going to... Now, as I said before... Oh, I did announce this at the beginning of the show. You could go to NakiRadio.com and buy the Naki Radio. And you could text 347-927-8398 to get your Naki Radio and find out more info about the Naki Radio. The Naki Radio works by Wi-Fi. And as I said last week's show, it was uh, it's a very good thing to have. I believe it was a lot of people told me that I had a lot of feedback and they did tell me it works very good and they happened to enjoy it. So... Go I just want to know, I find that first of all, uh, it's so clear, so sound clear. And besides this, you have a lot of uh, other programs that you can listen to. Is you have Rabbi Itziops, Total Itziops, all the, the rest, you know. And this is Baruch Hashem, it's beautiful. Right. Anyways, we're going to ask the riddle again, what I said in the beginning of the show. Now, if you know the uh, riddle and you know the answer to that riddle, text it into 347-927-8398 and you will be entered a raffle for a prize. And we're not saying what the prize is yet because we are not giving away our secrets to prizes right now. But if you text in 347-927-8398 and you have the correct answer and your number is chosen as the winner of the raffle, then yes, you will be the winner of that prize. Anyways, on to the riddle we go. What does the Pasuk mean? Lidra says Hashem. Right? Rivka went to... Rivka went and he said, I'm Lidra says Hashem. And the Pasuk said, Lidra says Hashem. She asked Hashem, what does it mean? Where did she go? What, what are we talking about? The answer will be next week. Sponsorship is available, as I said before. Please email New Kishroni Hour. N-E-W-K-I-S-H R-O-N-I-H-O-U-R at gmail.com This has been the Kishwani Hour where official Schechter followed me 
And then Simcha with Simcha. Don't go away because DJ Simcha, he's really amazing person. And Young he, talent. And, and he has a lot of talent. Yes. And if you have the talent, come along. Text us at 347-927-8398. So long till next week. This is Moshe Grunfeld on Kishroni Hour. Thank you for listening. Have a great Shabbos. And thank you very much, Moshe. And we have, uh, basically, you did it so quickly, so you have a minute before, you know. Yeah. You know what? Baruch Hashem, <laughs> You're getting a, a very good, you know, okay, Baruch Hashem. And the kids that listen to us, you know. Better and better. Yeah, keep, keep, keeping praying, you know, with tension, with fire. As I said before, all these stories, they're true stories. I didn't make them up. I got them from a safer. I got them from people who know the story offhand. And yeah, these are true stories. So, yes, dominating like a bear is not really fun. But dominating like a normal Jew, a normal Yid, with Havana, and the answer, Hashem is maybe, maybe, yes, 88% chance yes. And so, you know, sometimes Hashem has to answer no. And sometimes, you know, the answer has to be no. And you know, if the answer is no, it's okay because it's, that's what's good for us. Exactly. And Kadosh Baruch Hu knows exactly what is good for us. So don't be disappointed.